Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lumber Connection. It is the week of November 22nd, and I'd like to take just a moment today to say how thankful I am for the opportunity to be a part of this podcast. I'm thankful for our growing listenership, and I'm really thankful for my knowledgeable, funny, and kind lumber experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Welcome back to the studio today, gentlemen. Thanks, Molly. Thankful for you, too. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Love you guys. Well, as I said, we're about five weeks out from the end of the year, and it is a holiday week for the U.S. anyway, with a lot of folks having a day or maybe two out of the office. And I noticed as I was pulling together the housing starts for this month that they edged down just a tiny bit in October. So I hope you'll talk to that a little bit. My sources say maybe supply chain issues to blame, but I'll be interested in your perspective. So with all of that in mind, tell me, guys, from your perspective, what did happen this last couple of weeks in the markets and what should component manufacturers be looking for in the weeks ahead? Well, hello, everybody. Yeah, that was a great opening. I love the thankful list, Molly. That's awesome. I wish you would have said something a little bit earlier so I could have took the last week and thought about what I was thankful for. Um, (laughs) But no, all jokes aside, I think about daily how grateful I am to be alive and uh, get to be on a lumber broker in a very cool, unique industry for the past decade plus. And um, I get to work with a lot of great people and constantly learning new things and meeting new folks throughout the industry. And um, so, yeah, pretty thankful for that. So, no, a lot to a lot to be thankful for this year. But if people like higher prices in lumber and they like up markets, uh, well, you can be thankful today. Um, (laughs) Since our last podcast, we felt it was very close. I personally, you know, thought maybe we had a couple of more weeks to go before we'd see kind of a surge potentially in the market. And I think we even labeled it kind of the quiet before the storm. So as weathermen, how they're often wrong uh, majority of the time, at least here in the great Northwest, we were a little bit off on when the storm was arriving. But needless to say, it has arrived, um, and lumber prices really across the U.S. Uh, from a from a production standpoint, whether that's talking your fur species originated off the West Coast, both green and dry, your inland species, hem, white, fur products, western spruce, western spruce coming out of the Saskatchewan, Manitoba. I can stop. I'll just stop now. I'll just say I'm going to say everything is definitely taking a leg up, some more than others, and even even uh, suffering yellow pine has has kicked into gear out of the South, which was the uh, last but not least. So we've got a, we've got a surge in the market. Um, and it was kind of a perfect storm in the sense that several things have come together to create a, I don't want to say much needed, but uh, a sense of urgency that was underlined certainly needed. Meaning um, we've talked about folks playing it pretty close to the vest and keeping inventories relatively tight, not getting too extended. Everyone kind of looking for that moment to buy. Well, as we've seen in these moves past uh, recently, everybody kind of stays out together and everybody likes to come in together as far as buying lumber materials. So everybody's kind of come in and is buying lumber, which put a big stress on our sawmills. So we still think that maybe the supply will outweigh demand and it's just certainly not the case. You know, we've got, I think it was on the 17th, we had um, permits, starts, October completions, starts at 1.5, permits at 1.6. What it's telling me, without getting too boring and, and in-depth, is is just a continual overall need for, for new homes and construction in the United States. 
And with that, based on the production amounts that we've got, we just don't still don't have it in line with where it needs to be. And the future, obviously, is the U.S. South from a production standpoint, but it's not up to par where it really needs to be to have relatively good equilibrium between supply and demand. So all that said, what's kind of created some of these perfect storm that I'm talking about? Severe flooding out of the uh, upper northwest, we'll call it, both B.C., Washington, taking out some rail lines. And again, without getting too, you know, we've only got 15 minutes because we want to keep our listeners not getting bored. Major disruptions on rail lines out of Canada affecting uh, wood coming into the U.S. and obviously in Canada as well, and even trucking as well. So we're looking at 30, potentially 60 days as far as some of these delays and repairs. The part that's not helping is continued rainfall. Um, They're calling them atmospheric rivers in, in 41 years. I'd never heard that term. But now that's all I that's all I hear about being in Oregon and is these atmospheric rivers, which is basically just think about a big river in the sky that's passing on by, dropping a whole lot of water on whatever's below it. And so, anyways, that's not good. So we've got that problem. We've got a duty that's raising. Mills kind of got defensive on pricing there out of out of Canada uh, because of it. Oh, what else? We've got a futures board that's been surging. Again, I kind of touched on permit starts. We see that. Um, but there hasn't been a, really any sort of you know, buy that's been done in the last uh, you know, 60 days or so, more closer to 90 uh, of any significance in volume. And so the time was, had come. And once the, the, the momentum was, has started to build here, everybody's had it kind of thrown in the towel um, you know, without much of a fight. Because again, the business is there. And, you know, I think the market overall is net short. It needs to buy wood. So put all those things uh, kind of together, mix it up in the pot, and you've got a pretty darn good market on our hands. That's where we're at. I mean, kind of overall, um, I know obviously Ken can can add some to it, but um, we're in a good, strong market right now. Extremely well said by Justin. He touched on a lot of different really good points there. He's absolutely correct. Last Tuesday, you know, was kind of a... uh, an equalizer moment in the market. In, in our last podcast, we were talking, it was the calm before the storm, and it didn't matter if price went up 10 or down 10. You know, I just don't need it yet kind of thing. Guys kind of kicking the can down the road. Um, and when the news of those duties coming out, you know, going from 8% to 18 or 19% out of Canada, as well as, you know, flooding and some of the forests are going to be shut down and this and that, it really exposed the true hands of kind of the the poker match that was going on, kind of the waiting game on which side of the teeter-totter. Um, you know, when that happened, a lot of guys emotionally came in and grabbed wood. You know, just like we talked about um, at that BCMC back in Omaha about a month ago. You know, I, I had mentioned that coming in through the holidays, there would be very low supply and strong demand where emotional things like this could come out and guys, you know, for whichever reason, come in and grab wood. They have it sold. They need more. You know, last year was a banner year. This year could be phenomenal as well. So either way, wood has gotten much tighter over the last seven days. I anticipate that's going to continue. Most mills this week are trying their best not to sell wood because they've already gone out too far, right? And, you know, just like in that legendary run we had last year, a lot of it was caused by order files extending out further and further and further. Right. So mills are trying their best not to do that again. They would not like to create that same scenario. But there's a lot of people with long order files and jobs that are sold that need wood and they're begging and pleading to get wood. 
you know, and mills like to take care of the people that take care of them. So order fowls have been pushing out high grade fur. Most mills are done through the end of the year. Hem fur, Doug fur, they're both substituting in place of spruce 1650. 1650 has been very, very tight, obviously with the news coming out of Canada. So, you know, if we even went back three months to how we talked about at the end of summer, Hey, if you can cover the rest of your year, you know, it's not a bad idea to cover your year. That was at what will be the all time lows of 2021. So, you know, as far as what guys should be expecting going forward, really take a good close look at your needs through the end of December for the first part of January, because January is a great month too. every year, even if the market wasn't as strong as it is today, January is always a restocking month always. So take a good look at what's coming up and, uh, and communicate with your guys. It's a, it's a good time to grab wood. You can be confident in that. I love January for that reason, right, Ken? Like, I love that it's sort of that, you know, fresh slate and everything starts anew. So that makes a lot of sense to me that that's the opportunity that you should take to also restock your lumber. I, I love that. Right. If, if, if you're at the point where I have now resubscribed to 24-hour fitness, it is too late. You should have bought your lumber. <laughs> that is a great marker. I love that. Now, you guys both sort of spoke to what's going on out in, uh, you know, way north, northwest. I know there's been a lot of flooding out there. Uh, I think actually our executive director, Jess, was out that way earlier, maybe like mid last week and, you know, noted some of what was happening out there. I know you said some rail lines were down. Has that had any direct effect other than that on any of the mill production or lumber supply in that area or more just transportation related? Yeah, definitely both. You know, the, the logging gets more difficult when, when it's, you know, that wet and just it's a constant, you know, working in the river. Working in the river is never easy, right? So, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, mills mills only have uh, so much place they can put it to. And it's like I was talking to one guy the other day and, and uh, kind of talking about this. And he said, well, they're still making it. What happens when the lines get fixed? Is there like a wall of wood? And yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, you know, maybe, maybe there is. I think that, you know, the mills are going to keep making it, but right now it's a matter of not being able to ship. So I think the uh, the pertinent thing for my customer base right now is I really feel if most folks get covered in through the end of January, that's the smart move. And it may be the smart move to go past that as well. Um, we, we could have, you know, when I said weeks ago or months ago now, the lows of the year, it could be the lows for till the middle of next year. Because I know that that housing, the need is there, the demand is there. I think the first half of our year with mortgage rates staying low, you know, many economists are are saying that we're going to be, you know, very busy in the first half of the year and home building will be very busy. Now, whether we have the infrastructure in regards to labor and all the, you know, and some of the other supply chain constraints, obviously, that we're, we're facing right now can come together and allow that build to to happen at the level it looks like it wants to are obviously yet to be told. So, you know, I really like the approach right now for, you know, 60 to 90 days, making sure you've got some wood on your yard. Because I think if you just wait 30 days, you're just going to pay more at this point. You know, we may get a break here, uh, you know, in that, that first quarter. We may not. So I refuse to look further than that. But if you, but as you can kind of tell, I think moral of the story here today on today's podcast, that the volatility is still very high and very real. But I do think four-digit lumber is definitely, without a doubt, going to happen. I think there's a real possibility it does. Hopefully nobody uh, saves this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there's somebody yes. out there that's like, yes, guy, I'm going to get him. 
Ken, you mentioned something, and I'm not sure what you exactly what you meant by it. I'm going to circle back to it here with, and ask this question. You mentioned that you know, you know, there are certain areas where they are quote done for the year. Is that because they're now shut down and they won't be producing more lumber out of some specific mills? By that, I just mean you know, mills waterfowls have stretched out far enough in conjunction with winter maintenance, downtime repairs, right? Mills always do that in December, Thanksgiving, that that time. So that in addition to selling, you know, future forecasted wood, you know, say say a mill is selling for the production week of, you know, 1213 or 1221 or whatever it is. In in the world of high grade dug fur, the one embedders, MSRs, select trucks, that kind of material for cord stock for trust manufacturers, a lot of that has already been sold for what will be produced through New Year's. And that sentiment can be said throughout many different places yeah, right, right now, of course, as well. Definitely out of Western Canada. So I wanted to ask a little more specific question about that then, which is, do mills, I mean, it sounds like they do. They're forecasting these shutdowns for maintenance. You kind of have an idea if a curtailment is coming, you know, other things that might affect them at the end of the year. Is that pretty consistent across the board year to year that it's done, you know, November, December, or, you know, do you get a warning? Is there a heads up? I'm just curious how you know when a mill will be down for a period of time. Yeah. Mills, mills planted ahead. There's also summer maintenance, typically in the super hot months. Sometimes mills account for it. They know a month or so before. So they're publicizing that information somewhere or somehow. Yeah. And, you know, some mills don't like to sell lumber until it's produced and it's sitting on the turf. Other mills like to sell it, you know, a month before they've even started debarking locks. It's just no two mills are the same in that aspect. All right. Well, let's, I've learned something new today. I appreciate that. Well, that's all the questions that I have, but I just want to make sure that neither of you have some sort of final words. I mean, I think you've got some pretty good themes going on here that we need to, you know, folks to be thinking about buying lumber before they sign up for the gym again. And that probably puts maybe too fine of a point. (laughs) But um, I just want to make sure you don't have any final words before we finish up. Not from me. I think I kind of vomited um, everything, enough information to uh, hopefully uh, be right or or not be right, but enough to uh, give folks a really good idea, I think, of where I stand uh, in regards to where we're at and where we're going. Well, I left you guys hanging without a food analogy last week. Given the week, it would be inappropriate for me to do it two weeks in a row. So Thanksgiving, my mother makes the world's best green beans on earth, of course, because they've got thick-cut smoked peppered bacon Mm. sprinkled throughout, candied a little bit. She's putting brown sugar, maple syrup. It's no joke, okay? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm getting sweaty just talking about it. Drooling, yep, yeah. a little bit. So uh, I think that's the analogy you want to think about with your business right now, okay? You got you to gotta eat your greens, right? You got to buy the lumber that you need. But any little extra bit you pick up, by the time it ships to you, that's going to taste like candied peppered bacon. It's going to mm-hmm. be really, really nice. It's going to be a great Christmas gift. If you've got little nieces and nephews or godchildren, a truck or carload of lumber would be a phenomenal gift. Um, but all jokes aside, really picking up a little bit extra right now, even though it might not seem like it will be a good treat for your business by the time it hits your yard. That was a great analogy. I like it. Well, I think that does wrap up our episode for this week. Lots of uh, good insight and some great advice from Justin and Ken. Thank you both so much. I will continue to be thankful for you, even when it's not Thanksgiving week, for your ever ongoing expertise and enthusiasm. I have enjoyed our time together, albeit brief, but I look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. 
We do too. And happy Thanksgiving to you, Molly, and to all our listeners out there as well. Thanks, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. Happy Thanksgiving. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.